Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I got it all in one take. <laughs> and I didn't forget Good a letter, job. I don't think. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Eight million episodes in, and I remember how to spell. That's good. <laughs> I am Murray, and this week I am. I'm an officer. What's lower than an officer? I don't know. I'm a little grunt private. guy. Maybe a private. <laughs> I'm an agent of um, sitters. Sitters, slobbery, intense, teeny tiny, eating, racing, sleeping. <laughs> we have been uh, dog sitting um, a dog over the holidays. Puppies. <laughs> yeah, uh, two years, two years old, I think. Some sort of what kind of dog is it? It's a Bichon poodle Bichon freeze. mix. Oh, yeah, mix. Yes, that's my old dog. Was the one that's my uh, little icon. He was like yeah, a Bichon yeah, mix. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. Ours kind of looks like that, sort of. Ours, ours, the one that's visiting us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you said two years old, but as far as I'm concerned, all dogs are puppies, all cats are kitties. There you go. Well, this is this is definitely more puppy than we're, than we're used to, or have been used to for a while, because we're doing lots of, like, play and fetch and running around and oh you gotta go to the bathroom again okay 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 out you go <laughs> yep that happens a lot oh, oh my gosh so much um yeah yeah we are we are looking after this dog while the family is off christmasing in hawaii which is i mean oh they they got the good end of the stick <laughs> they, they certainly did we got the puppy and they got to eat pineapple and surf with the in the waves however yeah but however, then they have that idol that's going to make them you know fall down with their surfing <laughs> you know, that's so true not gonna, it doesn't always mean it's a good thing <laughs> that's true that is true so, so we've safer. been we've been doing that and it's been it's been all right we are all adjusting the cat is well the cat's living in the sunroom right now <laughs> <laughs> the cat's like screw this that's right she only comes out at night now when she knows the dog is sleeping so it's all they good most they mostly come out at night mostly <laughs> that's true that's true so true so that's me dog sitting for another day well and paul is on a mission to deep um boxing day Deep Boxing Day, that's right. Deep, deep Boxing Day. Yeah, very deep. But I am Al, and this week I am a subject of the Agents of Sugar. Oh. Sweet, unlimited gummies, almond butter, and rings. Oh. So I, a lot in our family here, like for our in-laws, and my, for my in-laws and my parents, mostly we get like large gifts. Like, you know, mm-hmm. here's this big thing. So we're not getting, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of stuff to unwrap. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But they do like to give us, like, some small little trinkets just to have something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, a, which I get every year anyway, I got my chocolate-covered jelly rings. Oh, that you know, sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah, I love those things. But I also got a bag of those, um, this is not just the ones you would get at CBS for, like, a dollar, but, like, one of the slightly nicer brands that, you know, you pay, like, two bucks for. <laughs> uh, the, uh, 
of these sour uh, peach gummy rings. Oh, yeah. With all the extra sugar on top. <laughs> and also some kind of like brand of and like almond butter style uh, dark chocolate uh, peanut butter cups. Oh, oh, my goodness. So that sounds delicious. Yes, they are. Although not always a great mix considering how much coffee I normally drink anyway. <laughs> this some, is true. Some days it kind of looks like, you know, that scene from Animaniacs. So they're just like boing, keep boing, keep boing, keep boing. Right. Oh, my gosh. The dogs look at me like, we're tired. We're going to bed. Yeah. And when the dogs are more, <laughs> the dogs are, are more tired out than you, that, uh, that tells you something. Yes. Uh-huh. So expect my crash to come sometime by by New Year's Day. <laughs> well, the best solution or the best way to avoid the crash is just keep intaking the sugar. Buy more. I like That's it. Right. I like this plan. <laughs> I'm excited to be a part of it. To avoid the crash, you just just put it off and put it off. Don't <laughs> and stop. Put it off. That's right. Of course, you'll be one giant blob of of sugary flesh. By the time you're done, but yeah, but you won't have crashed. <laughs> you're all diabetes, but I won't have crashed. That's right, totally, totally, totally. All righty. Well, let's get into this. We are heading into uh, a big crossover for Legion, but before we dive into it, we thought we'd just check in and see where the rest of the DCU is at, since it's sort of a uh, the Trinity crossover is kind of a kind of a dc crossover it's a it's a what dc cosmic crossover yeah it's green lantern and dark stars yeah with our little legion people so we just we just thought we'd take a quick moment and see what the rest of the dcu is up to while all this is going on and also just to kind of get a heads up of what's up with green lantern as much as we can tell and dark stars totally 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 I mean, there's got to be a reason I've been reading Dark Stars, so might as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Dark Stars were really, they were like at the beginning of their run when this yeah, miniseries this, popped in. Yeah, because the first Dark Stars crossover will be issue 11. Yeah. Yeah, so they're like not even a year into their run in there. Um, I just started checking them out, actually. They're, it's a weird little series. <laughs> It's interesting. I mean, it's like an other, an other Green Lantern style, you know, group, and like, like they're like, you know, like the Nova Corps. They're out there with different sectors protecting things, but they have a slightly different basis. Yes. But they're still based on Owens, but this time it's the Controllers instead of the Guardians. Yeah, but I was, I was expecting we would have gotten more backstory by this point, but. But there's very little in those first. Yeah. Like really? beyond. Yeah. Like beyond just uh, the controllers own us or operate us or whatever. Like that's kind of it. We don't get. Yeah. All I know. And it's not like this is a series I had read years ago. And so I'm kind of like remembering stuff. Like I know nothing about Dark Stars. I never read any of it. The most I knew was whenever Donna Troy was as a Dark Star and guest starred in Green Lantern when she was dating Kyle Rayner. That's, you know, I mean, that's, that. that's it for me, you know, and all I knew is she had the suit and gave her powers. You know, yeah, 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 done. yeah. 
the but dark a, days of Donna Troy. <laughs> but apparently the best I can tell from what I remember seeing is that the controllers basically started the Dark Stars because they want to be left alone. And so they just want to make sure that stuff wasn't, you know, would eventually bad stuff wouldn't happen that would get problematic enough that would affect them. So basically yeah. the Dark Stars are there to be like, keep the stuff away. Away so, from the controllers. Yeah. Yeah. Which also <laughs> makes me wonder, like, would this um oh god, would Sinestro have gotten in trouble? If he was a control dark star, would have been like, yeah, your planet's quiet. Who cares? Yeah, that's that was kind of the impression I got. Like the, whereas the Owens, the yeah, the Owens is that what they were? But, yeah. The little blue guys. Yeah, the Owens. The Guardians. The Guardians. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had set up the lanterns to be like a police force, whereas yeah, the controllers seem to be much more just keep everything away from us we just want to sit and think and be intellectuals and we don't want that we don't want anything disturbing us so <laughs> dark stars you keep all the other stuff away from us yeah although i mean it seems like at least from this dark star and from the ones he's talked to or about they seem to have lucked out i guess with getting people who actually do care about that yes yeah, yeah seems but to seems to that's what we got so far. And yeah. I will say one one interesting aspect they've added that the Green Lanterns never did. A, each Dark Star for like whatever area they're in is allowed to recruit two deputies to help them who get like less yeah. powerful suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the other thing is this. They all get paid. Because this right. is a job. So they're yes. paying them. And it's like, Yes, we're from Alien Plants, but here's like jewels, which, you know, should be able to sell pretty much anywhere. So unlike the whole issue of like, you know, oh, now Hal Jordan's selling toys toward the door. Now Hal Jordan's a truck driver. <laughs> now right. Hal it's like, here's your, this is your job. Yes. No screwing around here trying to do like this full time job and have another job. It's like, no, 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 this is your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And then in the Dark Star series, as it's setting up, like a lot of it is, yeah, finding the deputies, setting up their base of operations. Yeah, he has an office there. It's in Dallas. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very country western. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he went to a country bar already in one issue and was riding a mechanical bull. Yes. Yes. And he already had two two deputies and then one failed, basically flunked out and now he's a replacement one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's a weird series in that it's um, I had always associated with it with Travis Charest. Sorry. Yes, he was. He was. I think he just left the series, but he was doing the issues like four to like just now. And Larry Stroman did the first few issues. Yeah. So it had like in 11 issues, it had already gone through like three or four (laughs) artists, which is kind of funny, like Larry Stroman and and. Who's the writer? Michael Friedman. Yes. They were the creative. Michael Jen Friedman is the writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're the creative team. But by issue three or four, Larry Stroman's pretty much gone. Travis Charest pops in. And by this issue, that's not for a whole lot. Yeah, he's he's off by 10. At at least because they have a Patrick Zercher issue. They have a Paul Pelletier issue they've got like it's it's weird the number of of artists they go through in that in that short amount of of time 
but they all kind of have like they've all got that same sort of imagey 90s scratchy look to them and i don't know if that's era or if that's inker or if that's just the style they were trying to go for at the time because patrick zercher and paul pelletier their styles have changed a lot from from their run on dark stars run their issue or two <laughs> of dark star yeah now i'm looking up right now on dark stars real quick so we're looking at june 93 because that's when trinity number one comes out yeah yeah so let's see. And it's Dark Stars number 10. Oh, sorry, July 93. Okay, so let's see. I'm looking real quick. So Dark Stars 1 to 3 is cover dated October, November, December of 92. Mm-hmm. Tribe number 1, Larry Stroman's image book, <laughs> was cover dated in April 93. So it came out, you know, a couple months later, several months, a couple months later. So I'm wondering if that's why he left to Could do be. his own book. Yeah. Could very well be. And he's got a weird style. Like, yeah. It, it's, 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 it's just weird. Like, the characters are all very lumpy. Lumpy and just exaggerated in really, really weird ways. Like, big, big foreheads or giant bellies or like just weird parts of them are are distended and and yeah i and will lumpy. <laughs> i will say this because i mean i really did enjoy his work when he was doing x factor when he first oh, joined the book okay yeah, yeah yeah issue 71 when peter david took over writing the title right um i will say he's probably one of the earliest artists who actually drew at least the background people as like all different body types as opposed sure. to everyone yes. is basically more or less looking you know, as supermodel-y as all the main characters will be. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, the characters were definitely varied. Yes. <laughs> varied in their appearances, for sure. <laughs> yes. So that's kind of where the Dark Stars are at. They are just starting their run. And... And they had a nice little crossover with, well, not crossover, a guest appearance by the emerg- the Golden Age Hawks. Yeah, yeah, they had, yeah, they did have a little guest shot there of the the Hawk, the Hawk family, because this is around the time, I think, maybe it was just, it was around the time when the Justice Society either was about to get a series or had just lost their series, their, um, that was like the Mike Paraback. Yeah, let me look that uh, up real quick. Who was the writer? Uh, Len Len Straczynski, I think. I think. I think it might have been just after their series ended, because. Okay, so. Let's see. Justice Society ended May of '93. Okay, so they May had the cover dated. So just, yes, like it had just just ended. <laughs> their, their series was probably there. It looks like they were probably still in the middle of the series when that crossover happened. 
because it was like issues five or six. Right. And yeah, oh, it's, yeah Len, it's like Len, Len Shizuki is the writer of Mike Parabek is the artist. That was such a great series. Oh my gosh, so good. It was so good. The only, Ahead of its time. The only good thing to come out of that, all those Armageddon crossover miniseries. I know. Oh my gosh. Armageddon, the alien agenda. Oh. And Armageddon Inferno. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot of Armageddon. <laughs> I remember reading that Inferno. I'm like, this is bad. I'm like, but I don't know why. I just kept reading it. And then four came uh, out. I'm like, oh, wait, crap. They brought them back. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> I know. I think we've all been through that. Uh, I'm just going to buy it just because I'm going to buy it. Stage. <laughs> but yeah, that's where the Dark Stars are at. Yes. Now, Green Lantern, I wasn't following. You weren't following. But there was a I've ton been of up Green to Lantern. Like 25-30. So, I mean, I know Hal was Green Lantern again. He was the, the guy in the title, the main Green Lantern title. Yes. He was restarting the core. Right. Because they had, like, new core members. Right, right. Because after Crisis... And I mean, this is what, like 85 to 90. So not long after Crisis, there was like the Green Lanterns were barely in Crisis. Well, he wasn't. I mean, John Stewart was. Yeah. 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 So the the core was being restarted. And I don't know when Green Lantern core, the title came out. I feel like that must have come out. I think Later. the Green Lantern core title. I mean, are you talking about the one that was by Jeff Johns? Or are you talking about the one that was had like Aresia and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kilowog? Yeah, that one. The one that came out. Like yeah, that came out after. From my memory, that that title changed on issue two hundred or two hundred one to Green Lantern core. Oh, so that was like way early. Because Millennium would have been one of their crossovers. Right. And then that ended with, like, what, 224 or 225 when they kill Sinestro and, like, all the rings died except, of course, for the three Earth people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's where Hal is. Yeah, his series is building up the core again after after the Guardians did that to Sinestro. It it actually had – it was actually doing decently well enough because, I mean, there was a Green Lantern mosaic spinoff series featuring Jon Stewart. Yeah, like there was a lot of Green Lantern on the stands. There was a Green Lantern quarterly. There was, yep. yeah, most. And the guy, I'm also seeing here, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner had his series. He had his yellow, yellow ring, ring at that point. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there was enough Green Lantern around, but at the same time, we're just like a, a month. Like once Trinity ends, we're a month or two away from. If from my memory's correct, let's see. So it's two issues. So it's 44 and 45. Yeah. So, yeah, I think 46 is the crossover with. Uh, why am I wondering? Uh, I have to look at the covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well, I mean, that kind of leads us into the Superman titles because they were all in their Reign of the Superman. Yep, 46 at that point. is Reign of the Superman crossover. Yeah. And then I think 47 was like kind of fill in with uh, him and. Green Arrow, and then 48 starts that uh, Emerald Twilight. Right. Right. So we're like, we're getting Green Lantern right at the end of his, right at the end of his run before he goes banana cakes. 
<laughs> yep. Which I will say the one of the reasons I dropped Green Lantern was because well Hal was boring, and now this is just me personally. I'm not if you don't disagree, that's fine. But I found Ooh, him besides boring, I found him entitled and whiny. <laughs> and so when I heard about the whole thing with Parallax and saw what I saw, saw what I did because I wasn't reading the book, obviously, I went, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. There we go. So to me, that all. You know, sometimes those switches back or forth don't make sense. But that to me was one that always was like, oh, yeah, that's that makes perfect sense to me. That fits. There you go. Yeah, I, I I don't think I was following it at all. I think the last time I had checked in on a Green Lantern book was um, when I was just a little munchkin and he had like that itty bitty squid thing that hung out on his shoulder and it was probably back when Grell was doing the art. It might have actually even been when he had backups in the Flash. That's probably the last time I actually really had read any Green Lantern consistently. So it's been a while. (laughs) It had been a while for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Green Lantern was just kind of treading water, doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Guy was around. Guy had his yellow ring. He had, um, they were having fun with Guy, it sounds like. Like he, they were doing whatever they could, even though he couldn't be a Green Lantern anymore. (laughs) I remember he had giant guns for a while, and then um, he gets his yellow ring, and he does like his Guy Gardner Warriors, and then I think he had like a, he had that bar or something. So they, I thought they that was had cool fun. Idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. They and, had fun with him. And what little bit I checked in on with the Guy Gardner here and there, especially once he got the bar and stuff, that's kind of where they kind of softened the character a bit where, yeah, he still had a bit of an attitude, but he was not just the jerk. Right. He was a jerk with a heart of gold. Yeah, they gave sometimes. him a bit more personality than just, <laughs> you know, that asshole. <laughs> totally. Well, you can do that with when when he's got a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can totally do that. Yes. So that's sort of the Green Lantern area. And the Dark Stars and Superman is well, he's not around anymore, guys. He's, no. he's, he's dead. Is he and dead? We, this is around the time he comes back, I think. Reign of the Superman? Is that when he yeah. comes back? Yeah, this is um I mean he Ray the Superman is all with a four Superman, but I think this is the point. He might have been actually just back or about to be back. I'm not sure about which. to be back. But I mean, this is when because um, I'm seeing one of the covers is Superman number 80 with the cyborg blasting the Eradicator. So that's when Coast City gets blown up. So at the very least, I'm pretty sure he was because if you remember this, the, how the story went when he came back, he was still all in shadow. And he was like sitting in the fortress, healing a bit and like watching stuff on TV, trying to figure out what was going on. Right. And I think that's where he still was. Gotcha. So he was just coming back. Well, we I don't think we, you know, they kind of hinted it was him, but we didn't actually see him yet. Right. Oh, because you know what? We're in. We're at Adventures of Superman number 502. So they probably brought him back in 500, if I'm remembering right. 500, if I remember, it was actually a story about John Kent 
Mm-hmm. Daddy John, Pa Kent, not the son. Jonathan Kent. Sorry, yes. Jonathan Kent, not John Kent. Jonathan Kent having a heart attack and like spiritually having an adventure with Clark. Yes. And he comes back at the end. And at the end of that, you get all four of the other characters coming up. You know, the, the Superboy yeah, clone, yeah. the Eradicator, Cyborg, and... Yeah. Right. And John the Henry fourth Iron. one. <laughs> and I think that's kind of when he... They kind of applied... I think it's implied later on that's when he did come out of it, but he still wasn't... We didn't see him at all. Right. <clears throat> right, right, right. They still kind of implied he was dead. Right. He was slowly getting better. <laughs> slowly getting better. All right. Where, what else is going on here in DC well, land? Want to, I guess we could do the other big one. Oh, Batman. yeah. Batman. Yeah. Yes. I remember seeing all of these covers. They were, like, promoting this particular storyline like crazy. What? Nightfall? Was yes. that something? Did that matter? <laughs> was it ever? I remember seeing all, I mean, I didn't read a single issue of it, but I saw all the covers. And Makes two of us. I dropped yeah. Batman like a year before. Yeah, but they were like, they had the covers in, like, they were house adding those covers like crazy. And every little cover, like, almost, I feel like every cover had like a little blurb or something to go with it to let you know what was going on in the story up till that point. So they were making it really easy for people to hop on if they wanted. And those covers yeah. by Kelly Jones were amazing. I don't know if he was doing the interior art. I suspect he probably wasn't if he was doing covers for every single oh, Nightfall I, issue. <laughs> I just realized Detective 664, is that the one? I think that's the one where he gets broken. Um. So that is this month, isn't it? it is. Yeah. Because there's two cover, there's two issues of the tech about this month, 664 and 665. And 664 features Batman being held by Bane like he's all a broken ragdoll. Uh-huh. And 665 has Robin watching someone in a Batman costume beating criminals with a big stick of wood with nails sticking out. So I'm wondering if that's supposed to be oh, as Azrael in, in that, the bat. Before he started taking over, made his own costume. Right. Right, right, right. So that might be a big month. Could be. DC was at like this. Just at the cusp of of a lot of their characters going through stuff. Yeah. But the Batman thing that I'm actually interested in in this this month. Mm -hmm. The Batman Grendel number one by Matt Wagner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so good. Matt Wagner does good stuff. His art is gorgeous. Yeah, his Batman, his stuff with Batman was really good. And of course, I love his Grendel. So the fact that the two of them together was, oh, that was so good. Yes. Yeah, it's moody. I have both those Batman, I have both the Batman Grendel miniseries. Mm. Nice. 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 What else have we got here? Flash. Flash was just... See, this is another big thing. Flash was just finishing up um, the Return of Barry Allen story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this issue 79. So, yeah, this is the last Yeah. part of yeah, that. This is the biggie. <laughs> the big bad has been revealed and... He's on the cover. 
and he's on the cover. That story was so good. Uh, yeah, and it's the last. Yeah, like that's. Yeah, that's it. That's the last Greg LaRocque issue with uh, Wade. Next issue, Mike uh, Waringo comes in. That's right. It's a whole new era for flashy pants. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we have going on here. Ah, Crucible number six, where they wrap up their whole Impact line. Yeah, Impact was dying off. <laughs> this was dead. It was donezo. It totally was. It was done, and Milestone was just starting. Starting. Like we have Icon and we have Static, both in like. Icons, what, issue four, statics issue two, so we're just... Hardware is at six. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're just getting into... into Blood, the, uh... Blood Syndicate number five, so yeah, they're just starting up. Mm-hmm. I need to go yeah. back and read those one day. I remember reading them as they came out, sort of, because I didn't, I didn't follow them all that long, but... I do remember, I think I followed Blood Syndicate longer than any of the others. And the art was just so different. Like the coloring, whatever they were doing with coloring and inking, it was just so different than what was on the stands. Even with like Icon and Static, which were far more um, traditional DC fare, the art was still, um, the color, like they whatever milestone was doing it was very different but it was also very cool like the yeah i really at least icon i should probably start picking up because i mean joy mcduffie and mark bright that Mm -hmm. sounds like a that's a good combo for sure for sure more sure what else we got here justice league i had fallen off of justice league by this point so we are well beyond the bohaha but we still have justice league america and justice league international yeah i was still on them for a little bit longer but not much longer i i'm trying to figure out what era we're in here we've got well so it was the bohaha and then dan jurgens took over Mm-hmm. But this then, is beyond Dan Jurgens, I yeah, think. He yeah. he was on till seventy-five. Right. And then So now we've got Dan Vado. Yes. And I think one of the things that actually interested me enough was they brought in some new characters like the Ray was in, as well as mm-hmm. uh Jay Garrick. Yes. He was there. Maxima was there. Bloodwind. I don't know how long he had been around, but he was there. Since the first um, Dan Jurgens. Since the first Dan Jurgens, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Justice League was kind of treading water? No, kind of, a little bit. It, it was a <laughs> bit, not as much as it would a year later. Yes. A year or two later, it would be much more treading water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was still somewhat. It was getting there, but it wasn't as far down as it would go. Because Just League, I mean, it was still doing well enough that they just started a new spinoff. Because Just League Task Force is on issue three. Yes, yeah, there was still a lot of Justice League on the on the stands because there was Task Force, there was America International. I 
feel there was probably a Justice League quarterly at this point, too. So It probably is still going on. I know there was one, but it's probably still going. Yeah, so it was another one of their big franchises. Yeah. It just was... Unfortunately, at this point, it was a franchise that it was partially a franchise because of certain creators. And, and those creators had long gone. <laughs> and now they didn't have really as good an amount to you know stick by. Well, they weren't able like to get the, the best to stay. Yeah, the Boahaha had a very specific uh, flavor to it, and once, once that, once they left, um, and that flavor left with them, it's yeah, it's almost like DC was still counting on the characters to sell more, you know, well over anyone who's doing it. Like right. it doesn't matter who's doing it; it's Justice League. Yes. And it's like, yeah, but depending who's doing it depends how good the Justice League is going to be. So, you know, maybe you should have sprung for, you know, some more top tier creators to do more of the books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, although I don't I I don't remember what it was like under Dan Jurgens either cuz he would have been a big he would have been a big deal. It was interesting. I mean, it wasn't I didn't love it as much as I did the one before era before, but it was pretty good yeah like they needed to do something i don't think they could have continued with whatever um giffen and and dimatteis was doing like once they left the book yeah would have been if they had continued in that vein it would have been um lesser for sure yeah no, so go on oh go ahead oh i was no. just gonna say so they had to do something different for sure and yeah. and and Jurgens would have been, you know, different enough, but also DC enough that he that he could do the big, yeah. the big book. But I mean, he did try. At least from what I could tell, he was trying to keep some more humor to it than other books would have been. Let's say, you know, he didn't just completely. It seemed like he didn't try. He was trying not to at least ignore whether he succeeded or not. It didn't seem like he was trying to ignore everything before or just make it a whole action book, you know, right away without. You know, with everyone, yeah. you know, being so actiony and angsty and fighty yeah, and like yeah. completely different than it was before, he was still trying to keep the characterization similar. Yeah, he was treading the line there. Yeah, trying to go back and forth between the actiony and not. It became more actiony after, you know, de- definitely more different after uh, Death of Superman. But I mean, most of those characters were wiped out by that. You know, were gone from the team. <laughs> yes. I mean, he put, put Beetle in a coma, Booster lost his armor, Fire temporarily lost her powers, and I think Ice just quit. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so okay. it was it was very much a different. Yeah, so you mean you team. lost most of those people that were part of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. What else was going on? We had... Well, they had a new imprint. Oh, is this Vertigo? Vertigo is starting up. Mm-hmm. It just started recently because Doom Patrol I see is on sixty-eight, and I believe sixty-three was Morrison's last, and sixty-four is when Rachel Pollock took over, and that would be when Vertigo started. So right, Vertigo is only a few months old because we also have issue five of one of my favorite series, Sandman Mystery Theater. Mm. It's such a good series. Oh my gosh, so amazing! I know. I 
I'm such a dope. I bought, I think, probably the first two or three arcs as they were coming out. And then for whatever reason, I dropped it. And then years later, I came back and I had to get, I just had to get all the issues again. And and it's amazing. Like, it's, yeah. but the thing with that is you can't, you can, <laughs> you can only, you if you're going to buy it in back issues, <laughs> you can only read it as you get the story arcs complete. Because each four issue arc is like a whole new story. Yeah. Is a mystery. whole new story. But then none of the whole new stories are sort of standalone. They all kind of build on stuff that has come previously. And I mean, I guess you can. I mean, the, the mystery, the murder mystery part, the you know, whoever the villain is, is kind of the standalone. But it's like all the character interplay interactions and mm-hmm. him and Deanne. That's the. Totally, yeah, that Stuff series is amazing. It's so good. Oh, it is a very, so very good series. Yeah. I, I would hope if they ever... In, I don't know if they've actually... I don't remember if they mentioned Sandman in the Stargirl TV show. If, like, have they mentioned I, it? I don't oh, recall... Like, I don't recall uh, if they mentioned him being part of the Justice Society at the end, so I don't think he was. So I would love if they would do i mean you know like those shows love to do like past stuff i would yeah, they've yeah. done that before in the show i would love like a season where like they in, you know they bring back the salmon or you know some case involving the salmon and like half the season mm. is like you know has flashbacks with like wesley and dn in the 30s oh, that would be amazing they'd have fun with that too <sighs> come on it's a costume made to be put on tv because it's so easy like you're not trying to adjust no kidding like, a, spandex like you know the flash is caught co- how do we do this or superman uh-huh. or batman's costume it's like okay he's wearing a suit got it got a trench coat got it hat all right fedora all right and a gas mask cool I think we done can manage that totally yeah, yeah 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 costumes like we love this guy we're good to go yes yeah i don't think they did include him in the star girl series did they like in the in the jsa at that point and I'm hoping that's I'm hoping that means they can do something with him still. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, so good. Yeah, if people have never read Sam and Mystery Theater, it's really worth checking out, especially if you do enjoy the Justice Society at all. Yeah, yeah, check it. Even if you don't, check it out because it is, it's amazing. Like the art is, oh, the Guy Davis so, art. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. All of the arcs, well, not all of There's one or two in the early run. Oh, yeah, they were supposed to be switching up, and then eventually he just took over doing it all. Yeah, I think I think he does the first arc. Someone else does the second. Yeah, this one's by... And he's kind of on it. The John Watkins. Yes. The artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I almost forgot, of course, who's the writer of this? Matt Wagner. Um, yes. Oh, that's right, Matt Wagner. And then eventually Stephen... Siegel, I think. Steven T. Siegel, I think, possibly mm-hmm. would have joined him on it. But I know Wagner, I'm pretty sure Wagner was still doing it till the end. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a co-writer at the very end, but uh, he was still involved with it. Oh, such a good series. Definitely go check it out, folks. Go uh, check that one out. That's my list. I think this is going to have to be a reread this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, what else was coming? Oh, Okay, so we're going from The Amazing to New Titans number 100, <laughs> <laughs> which is 
so far from amazing. They're pretty much <laughs> where I was. I think I dropped it around 101, maybe. I whenever, uh, I was going to say whenever that Bill Jaxa artist came on, but I, I know I stuck around with it a little bit longer because he was on this issue, I believe. Um, this issue being, yeah, issue 100, the wedding of Nightwing and Starfire, the wedding. Let's put that in quotes. The wedding and Raven is wearing her very best Chris Claremontian. <laughs> it's as much of a switch for Raven as Mohawk Storm was. Yeah, this is maybe even they, more so. Yeah, Raven is pretty much wearing like duct tape. Yeah, and a thong. And a thong. And thigh high boots. And yep. I had forgotten all about this. Oh my gosh. I stuck with this title so much longer than I should have. Yeah, same here. And this is when Nightwing, definitely, unlike another character with an S in his shirt where you could argue it wasn't really that, Nightwing had a mullet. Oh. 100%. There was no way around it. Nightwing was rocking the mullet. Wow. He was wearing a mullet. (laughs) Yeah, the Titans at this point were, oh man, it was so bad. They had, I mean, there was potential, sort of. I think the last crossover they had between them and Deathstroke and Team Titans kind of Mm -hmm. foretold the future. If you remember the name of that last crossover. Oh, Total Chaos. Total Chaos, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, Wolfman was... I mean, I think he's openly admitted that he was struggling with writer's block or something. At some I mean, point. did he still have it? Because I thought writer's block, that's one of the reasons they ended up, you know, the, they suggested doing the Titans hunt. I thought that helped. But maybe he uh, maybe he didn't he, have any idea after that. I mean, Titans hunt, I liked. I really liked Titans hunt. At least the it, first year of it. Yeah, I, I agree. It kind of went on a little long and. And yeah, but no, those initial that's when I started buying. I never bought Titans before that first issue, but those were good. Yeah, they were fun. They were fun, fun, fun. And and um, yeah, by issue 100, the fun. Yeah, was gone. Was gone. So. <laughs> yes. Leather Daddy Raven and. Uh cyborg was he still around he was he might have i think he was back by now but this was he was just literally i think he was still just a robot more or less like literally he just had a half a human face yeah 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 yeah. beast boy was more beast than boy uh panther still had her head um i liked baby world of beast yeah like there were some fun I'm I'm still upset that they killed him. (laughs) Yeah, there were parts that they could have. Anyway, it was it was a dark time for the Titans and it wasn't going to get any better anytime soon. Yeah, And speaking of Titans, there are also since in that little family of books, there's also Deathstroke, which I never bothered reading. So I have no idea. No, I didn't read Deathstroke. He was killing people for money, I'm sure. Yeah. And there was Team Titans. Team Titans, I wanted to like so badly. And I think when Phil Jimenez got on the book, I kind of liked it. Yeah, because, well, at least it looked nice. 
It did, but I feel like he was doing some of the writing, too. Yeah, so maybe I'll have to go back. I might have to do a read of that. I mean, it's only, what, 24 issues? Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, 29 yeah. if you consider all the number ones. <laughs> That's that series. Oh, my gosh. I will what? say this, though. I mean, instead, at least instead of just giving you different covers where if you bought all the different issues, you still got the same issue inside, just a different cover on the outside. Yes. At least you got that. Well, what was that thing for the issue one? Because there was five members. It was like five different issue ones. There was a first story. And then there was like a whole like almost like it was a double sided issue. It wasn't like a backup. It was like another whole issue story given yes. the origin of each character. So at least like you got something different. If you got all five of them, you still got five different stories. I'll give them that. Yes. Whether you like was, or not, different story. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was but, a twist on the on the multiple covered thing for sure. At least gave you something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. It did indeed. What else have we got around here? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was just hitting. I like this phase of Wonder Woman, actually. It's um, Bill, Bill Mesner Lobes and Lee Motor had just started on the book. And Brian Boland covers. Brian Boland covers. Yep. Yeah. Right. I I quite like this part of it. Um, she had, it was like maybe a year out of, a year after Perez had left. Um, yeah. Jill Thompson had just finished up her art stuff. And there had been like a six month terrible story of wonder woman in space and so this was now wonder woman was back and and bill mesner lobes was um doing some interesting things with her like she worked at a little taco stand for a while and she was i remember that cover mm-hmm. like, yeah, I... they weren't all great but but he was doing like these small character-based stories that he does really really well yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I wasn't really reading it. I I tried picking up Wonder Woman with War of the Gods, and that really didn't grab me. <laughs> so I actually really did read Wonder Woman again as like a regular book until uh, the burn issues. Right. Oh, I reread those not too long ago. Um, and I think I kept them, so I must have liked them for some reason. <laughs> He's got energy in his art that Byrne does. I'll say this at least. Well, I wasn't thrilled with the, some of the stuff he did with Donna Ugh. in there. But if since DC was still sick with their whole crisis thing was, you know, that there was no Batman, you know, Batman, Superman, or Wonder yes. Woman weren't around back then, he at least found a loophole to give us a Wonder Woman in the Justice Society. And yeah. I did like I did like what that was done afterwards with Hippolyta, with her mom. Hippolyta? Yeah. Hippolyta? I'm not sure how to pronounce I, it. I think it's both. <laughs> Either uh, way, with her being part of the JSA. Yeah. Yeah, he had some good... Um, more, like, he was at his John Burniest, so... Uh, there were some good continuity twists. There were some over-reliance on Kirby things. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was before he felt like he had to restart everything. Yes. Yeah. It was better than his Doom Patrol run. Yes. Low bar. <laughs> sure. I could have said Spider-Man Chapter 1, but that probably would have been the same response. 
<laughs> that one I did not breathe. But uh, but you know what? His Wonder Woman is it's worth looking at for sure. It's way down the line. We're not there yet, but but uh, at this point we're still in in uh, yeah Lee Motor and Bill Messner Loeb's territory, and I liked it. I liked it. It won't be for everyone, but I think I think it's fun. Fun enough. It yeah, is fun enough. Let's see. I guess a few other minor things. Uh, the demon has Lobo in it. Oh yes. <laughs> and they're Made wearing the beetle wigs. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. Yes, yeah, right. Because I think yeah, because Al, Alan Grant was writing the demon, so yeah, yes. Lobo appeared a lot in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were buds or something. <laughs> something. That issue is hilarious. It's got like that Cerberus uh, cover. Oh, okay. I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the characters look like they've uh, just stepped out of a Dave Sim. Dave Sim? I think that's who did Cerberus. That's the guy who did Cerberus, yeah. I should know that. He's like just from... Like he he's he lives still lives in in uh, the town I grew up. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's a Kitchener Waterloo, Ontario dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to. I mean, I'm told he used to go to the comic shop that I used to go to. Um, I don't think I would never have met him. I wouldn't have known what he looked like. But the folks that ran the shop certainly knew him and knew of him and and all that stuff. So that's that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What Any else other is going on here in the DC? Um, remember getting or remember just going? What the hell is this? Uh, what else was going on? There were a couple of weird, like little weird minis that I don't remember at all. Like. Ragman had a mini. Yeah. Zatanna had that weird mini. Metamorpho had a mini. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a year uh, one mini. By Mark Wade. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Commandy had a, yeah, there were a lot of like weird little minis out. Just kind (laughs) of, DC must have been like time to renew copyright or something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Peter Pan and Thunderbolt had a 12-issue series before they lost the rights to him. Yes, yes. This must have been close to when they were... I can't see that it lasted much beyond... I think that... Let me look to see, but I think that was the last issue. That was with Mike Collins, wasn't it? He was the artist uh, on that book. Yep, issue 12, last issue. Yeah. And Mike Car. Yeah, writer-penciler. Yeah, he was popping up all over the place in D.C. <laughs> for a while. Oh, and also going on in a lot of the titles this month, Bloodlines yeah, Annuals. Bloodlines, yes. Which we, bloodlines. Will be getting to, we will be getting to after, sometime after uh, Trinity. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. Bringing in all of those exciting new characters. <laughs> like, let's see what Bloodlines Annuals we had. Uh, who can I name? I can name Argus. And so I'm I looking to name... see who's on the who had annuals this month if I can see any of them. Uh, it was a Green Lantern annual. Yeah, I don't know who was in Green Lantern. 
It's uh, someone called Nightblade. Mm-hmm. Uh, no clue who that is. No. No. Uh, oh, Batman just like, Annual. Just like International Annual. Lionheart. No oh, clue. I feel like that lasted or at least made more than one appearance. They might have brought him into the JLI series. Mm-hmm. All right. But it's like Batman had, looks like, what's it going to say? Ballistic. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Nope. Um, Titans, they had an annual, didn't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a Titans. That, oh, that's here. the one with Anima. Anima oh, okay. Anima. So that's actually somebody, at least. I mean, Anima had a, actually, had a, actually had a series. She had a series, although, yeah, she did. I mean, I don't know why, but... <laughs> I've never read it. I don't know why she got a series out of any of them, but I guess there must have been something there. Oh, and Superman Annual with Myriad. Yeah, no clue. No idea. No clue. Yeah. There was like, yeah, Animal was like the B-list character, that the the breakout B-list character, or like one of the two breakout <laughs> B-listers, and then there was, everyone else is like a D, Z-list. Yeah, was there a with one With the one exception. Oh, yeah, oh, there was a, um, Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that one lunatic? No, no, lunatic might be an image character. Yeah, it was a guy who looked like the Hulk. Yeah, blonde hair, blue skin. Yeah. Loose Cannon, oh, that's his loose name. Loose Cannon, yes. I don't know if he, was he a Bloodlines character? I'm fairly certain. Okay. There we go. There we Kitty go. Kitty agrees. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the cat has decided to show up and say, hey, I don't have enough food in my bowl, although she certainly does. I think she's just saying, hey, get that four-legged furry monster out of here. Beast that's been chasing me around the house. It could go now. (laughs) Uh, That's what Harley has to say. I've had enough of dogs. (laughs) Poor thing. Poor Poor thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are global American gladiators number three, so you kind of know where we, go. we were at. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Legion is, of course, just getting ready to dive into Trinity. And then from there, I think we say goodbye to Kitson shortly after that. I think so. Yeah. Sadly. Think, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be because uh, where where are we at? Legion fifty seven. So it doesn't last much beyond sixty. Oh no, it must. It must go into the seventies. Well, yeah, Legion goes up to seventy. Yeah, but not like that's it. And then so we're like a year. 57 plus 10, 60. Yeah, how about a year? We have about a year of the book left, and then it's going to get zero-houred. Revamped. Mm-hmm. We are on the... I'm not going to say the downswing, but we're on... We're entering a different stage of Legion. Once Trinity is over, Legion... Yeah, it looks like... Um, I just picked a couple random issues real quick, and it looks like, yeah, yeah Tom Payer's writing and... Mm-hmm. Arnie Jurgensen is penciling, although yes. Kiss is still doing some of the covers. Yeah, yeah. The art 
is definitely different and you're either gonna like it or you're not gonna like it <laughs> but it's definitely not kitson and pyre though does some really i think pyre was a good writer for the series he does some cool stuff with the he does some interesting stuff i liked his uh yeah. arrow man series yes yeah yeah he's got just a a wonky take on things that's often interesting to read often interesting to read so that's where we are headed my friends that's where we are headed next week dc was as close to our memories could go that's right that's right oh i forgot one of the biggest things that was going on actually or most well maybe not biggest but retroactively the garth ennis steve dillon run of hellblazer was still going on Oh, yeah, I saw Hellblazer was there. I never read it, so I'm not sure. I wouldn't have known who, what particular run we were at. I mean, we were past the most famous run, the most famous story, Dangerous Habits. Uh-huh. Because that was, like, very early, like, that was, like, issue 40, 41, and this is issue 68. But it's still Garth Ennis and still Steve Dillon doing it, which is yeah. not just a good run of Hellblazer, but that's the team that would leave Hellblazer, you know, within a year or two, I think, to go do Preacher. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's probably a series I should check out at some point. I bet it's got... I'm sure it's got some. I've popped in and out of Hellblazer over the years, but from what I've read of the Garth Ennis run, it was really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Paul has spoken highly of it too, I think, so... At some point, I'll check it out. I mean, that Dangerous (laughs) Habit story is really good. Excellent. There we go. There we go. Something to look for. Excellent. Alrighty, folks. Wow. If you have memories of DC in the late 93s, you can send us a note. You can hit us up on the Facebook or send us a note at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. All the places you will find us. Yes. Who was your favorite Bloodlines character? <laughs> that's not hitman that's right besides hitman who is your favorite we'll wait we'll wait <laughs> think about it all righty gang we will see you all l-a-t-e-r n-a-v-a s-a-l-a m-u-b-a-r-a-k-a that's way too many letters and too many words <laughs> Nebe Sale Baluga. Baluga. Yeah, that's what I got. Nebe Sale Baluga.